0: Welcome to the Investor Coaching Show, a podcast to help you get an insider's view of the financial world and escape common investment traps. We look at the financial news of the day and help you make sense of it so you can relax about money. And here's your host, Paul Winkler. All right. We're back here on the Investor Coaching Show. Paul Winkler, along with Ira Work, talking money and investing. Americans can't stop living paycheck to paycheck. They uh, Something from CNBC, they, they have stashed away, once they've stashed away their 401k savings, workers' understanding of where their money is going is mixed. Nearly half, 46% don't know what investments are in their 401k. Uh, I, it's probably even more than that. They, they may say they know, but they really don't. Um, 54% more than 54% uh, are um, aware of their investment choices. I think that they may be aware of the names. They really don't know much about what they're investing
1: I, in. I, I would tend to agree with that. Yeah. They know the names. That, you know what? Actually, it wasn't. I was in the business 17 years, and I was putting together portfolios for people. I, you know, I worked for those big houses. And I can you know, share something with Brother Smith Barney. Mm-hmm. And I was trained to sell mutual funds. And I did not know what was... Actually, in the funds, yeah, I knew names. You probably so knew the track record, right? I knew what the track record was. Yep, but because <laughs> that's how you sold them. I put together portfolios based on the name, like let's like the Aim Blue Chip Fund uh, and the Aim Constellation Fund, because mm-hmm. let's face it, you want your money to go to the, go Constellation, to the star. right? Yeah. Um, the Aim Small Cap Growth Fund or the Aim Small Cap Value Fund, and I was just put together these portfolios mm-hmm. based upon names. I didn't know anything about them. Mm-hmm. I never looked under the hood. Well, are there spark plugs? Are there air filters? <laughs> uh, you know, what's actually in these funds? And then in 2001, yeah. when I was introduced to the science of investing, which is our approach today. Uh-huh. Um, Eye opener. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, oh my God. And, you know, it kind of reminds me, you know, when I watched the movie Money Bowl, uh, it opened up with a Mickey Mantle saying, and that is, it's unbelievable how little you know about a game you've been playing your whole life. Mm. And when I saw that watching the movie with, uh, watching the movie, I was like, wow, that reminds me of 2001 when I was in this business for 17 years. Right. And there was so much I didn't know about what I was doing.
0: Well, and, and that's so often why we ask questions, like do you understand what your do you, do you have an investment policy statement? Do you know how to measure risk in your portfolio? Uh, do you know how to measure diversification in the portfolio? How, measure it. I, I I've heard of diversification, but you can measure it. You know. Uh, do you understand what you you know what your fund's doing as far as you know? Let's say how are they using the profitability premium? In, in investing or mo- momentum or the multi factor model. Or, you know, you'll we'll, we'll ask questions and you're in do you know where you are on the market efficient frontier or you well, know what, anything like that. You know,
1: I think one of the really big questions is do you know the cultural messages that are destroying your peace of mind?
0: Sure, the the cultural message personal mindsets. Right. It's it's yeah. like the uh, question number nineteen on our questions. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So what do you mean cultural messages what are you talking about you know it, yeah it's uh i don't understand how the culture drives my investing decisions i pick funds from my 401k and that's but you know how do i spend money uh how do i you know how do i determine what i spend money on how do I? prioritize spending? How do I prioritize one investment versus another?
1: Uh, Yeah, you're right. Most people aren't even aware that those choices are out there to be made. And one of the first questions I'll often start with is, do you know approximately what your monthly expenses are?
0: Oh, yeah. How often do you get a yes answer? And I know exactly (laughs) what it is. Very seldom. Never, 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 never. never. You know, and, and, and I always try to make people feel better. And I'll basically say, here's the deal take your income minus what you're saving minus what your taxes are that's what you're spending (laughs) 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 They'll laugh Uh (laughs) but uh, what they found in this was that four in ten workers with a 401k plan four in ten don't contribute to the plan according to a CNBC study they said that most Americans will have to rely on their savings to fund their retirement but financial stress right now is making it hard for many workers to even save anything into the 401k. Said new CNBC Your Money survey conducted by SurveyMonkey found that 74% of Americans are feeling financially stressed. 74%, up from 70% in an April survey. And you know one of the things I'll do in the last hour of the show when we get to it is I'm going to spend a lot on that, so we won't get into that right now. So if you're not make sure you're listening in the third hour because I'm going to get into a lot of budgeting and some of the psychology of budgeting and thinking about how we handle money. But you know, so if you're in one of those seventy-four percent that happens to be listening. Don't miss the third hour of today's show because I'll talk a lot about that but they said that they're feeling financially stressed and that is up uh, I said about thirty seven percent pretty significantly from the last survey uh, up thirty seven for about thirty seven percent of respondents indicated that they are very stressed about their personal finances compared to about thirty percent in April so. People are kind of feeling they're a little bit antsy. And I think uh, right now what has been happening, I've seen this someplace, I don't remember where, but it was something about the uh, employment where it was, it wasn't that long ago, was it IRA, about six months ago? And, you know, job openings were all over the place. Pay raises were coming out all the time. But that's kind of drying up a little bit. You know, their their employers aren't necessarily increasing pay as quickly and they're not necessarily having all of those job openings that they did not so long ago.
1: Well, there was also an interesting article in the Wall Street Journal earlier this week Mm -hmm. that talked about a lot of people who are getting pay raises Mm -hmm. are actually leaving that job three or four months later because they're finding out that they weren't trained properly for that new position that they were getting, but because Mm. they're now earning more money, Mm-hmm. They they think they become more marketable they, they, to another company, really? and they can ne- negotiate other contracts. It went to their head, huh? Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> it also said, you know, there's, there it has been a slowdown in openings for for new jobs,
0: and hence some of this stress that we're seeing that makes a, a lot of sense. But
1: the people leaving the jobs, the percentages uh-huh. were higher than the percentages of people leaving their job that did not get a raise.
0: Mm-hmm. And you would
1: think it would be just the opposite. you would think you would if, think you'd be I happier. Gave you a raise yeah, you'd think you'd, you'd be happier because you' got a raise. and you'd feel a little bit more loyal to me as uh-huh. an employer right? I just gave you a raise. I'm such a great guy. you would want to continue to work for me oh that that's just really interesting for, for just from a uh, just a
0: psychological perspective you know that they actually felt more marketable because uh-huh. their income was higher so that they could say, here's what I was paid. Somebody else must have thought I was worth a lot. Right. That's, that's fascinating. Yeah, they said 46% of people are contributing as much as they can afford to the 401ks. It's only about half. Uh, 24% are putting away as much as their employer will match. And you know, a lot of times that's a good idea to get that match is free money. Uh, and well,
1: then, I disagree with that. Oh, you disagree to yeah. take the free money? Not, well, I disagree with it's free money. Okay, so here, okay, and here's so my tell me, what, my first, do you, what are you thinking? Uh, all right. You're working for the company.
0: Well, I get it. Okay. But I'm saying it's extra money. You're, you're getting paid extra money.
1: <laughs> free money would be, I come, I go to Nissan, I sign up for the 401k, I don't work there, I put in my 5%, <laughs> they give me 5% match. <laughs> that would be free money. Okay? okay. touche. Because, let's face it, <laughs> let's face it, the money they contribute actually comes out of the shareholder pockets. Well, sure. So it's not. But it doesn't come out of your pocket. That's the that's the main <laughs> thing. But you're still <laughs> unless working you're a for shareholder, you're still working for the money. Yeah. I don't care. You're just saying, you know what? I don't want that five percent raise. That, that, that's it. Okay. So yeah, I don't want you know. The free money. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm just going. <laughs> You're listening to The Investor Coaching Show. I'm Paul Winkler. He's a hero. We're going we're to agree to disagree on that one. It's <laughs> we'll, not free. We, we will be right back. Thanks for tuning in to The Investor Coaching Podcast. Now, you may be one of these people that's been listening and realizing, wow, investing, there's a lot more to it than meets the eye and financial planning tax laws constantly changing and recognizing that maybe you might need some help in this area, but you don't want just anybody to help you out. So we have 10 offices in the Middle Tennessee area and everything we do is fee only. We align our interests with your interests. So you can get it initial 15-minute phone call with any one of our offices just by going to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. That's it. Every one of the offices is run by somebody with 20 plus years experience. They're all degree planners. They all have academic backgrounds in investing and you can get the help that you need. So if you want to set up a complimentary phone consultation, just go to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. And we look forward to seeing you soon. All right. Back here on the Investor Coaching Show, Paul Winkler talking about money and investing and the financial world, which is ever-changing, along with Mr. Ira Work, hanging out here with me. Mortgage demand has dropped to a 27-year low. 27-year low as interest rates pull back. Uh, Average contract interest rate for 30 fixed-rate mortgages with a conforming loan balance is $726,200 or less. Decreased from 7.21% from 7.31%. Woo, big uh, 20-basis point drop right there. Uh, Applications for a mortgage to purchase a home fell 2% for the week and and were 28% lower than the same- uh, same week one year ago, and if, you know, of course, interest rates, kind of what the Fed wanted, right? You know, let's, let's see if we can slow down demand for some things. But you know, a lot of people are trapped in mortgages right now. I'm finding when I'm doing financial planning that a lot of people are going, I can't afford to move from where we are and give up this 2% mortgage I've got <laughs> I just can't you know I don't I don't want to sell this place I'd love to sell this place but you know any place that I buy I'm going to end up with a 7% mortgage and I'm giving up a 2% mortgage I don't really care to do it so do you? are you finding people are, are in that place as well Ira?
1: Well I have no desire to move but I wouldn't because my interest rate on my mortgage is 2.65% um, and most people don't even realize that historically the interest rate on mortgages for homes is about 5%. Yeah.
0: It's, it's an and, anomaly. a you know, 2% right. interest rate. And, yeah. That's kind of ridiculous.
1: And I were very lucky because I called in and two days later that rate was no longer even available. So I, I actually really had some very good luck market timing, but, but, but that's really hard for people.
0: I mean, you think about it, you're like going, I got the deal of a lifetime on a mm-hmm. mortgage And can't we maybe just fix up this place and make it a little bit more palatable, you know, instead of picking up and and moving our toys someplace else? That's a hard decision. And I can see where people would be struggling with that to some extent.
1: Well, I think that people what they need to do is they need to kind of look back as to what attracted them to the house in the first place you know kind of like my guess when you're counseling a couple that sounds
0: like a marriage thing right there i was (laughs) just gonna say that like when you're
1: counseling somebody about marriage that's having some struggles Mm -hmm. you probably say something to the effect of well let's go back to the beginning when you first met what attracted you to that person in the beginning so what attracted you to that house sure you know how many members did you make in the house and that might be one of the things that help people get over, oh, I have to have a new house right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I live in a nice area, and you know, I, I, I have a, a nice size house. It's a 3,700-square-foot house. Mm-hmm. Um, but I look at those six and 7,000-square-foot houses mm-hmm. and think, man, it would be so nice to have one of those. And my wife is like, no way. We're not getting that. Well, that Not always
0: that... it it always reminds me of of Ross Perot when he was asked about more money, more happiness. You know, it's kind of a Sol- his Solomon speech, <laughs> in a way, where Ross Perot goes, you know, he says, uh, "You get down in the yacht club." <laughs> I, I can't do a right My, you go know, down the yacht club. You know, he says, "A bunch of unhappy people there." You know why? He says, "Something broke that day." <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> you know,
1: it's well, somebody came in with a bigger yacht.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, but, you know, something broke that day, it's it's like more stuff and it's more responsibility and more things to worry about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that is so true. And that was, but I thought it was so interesting, one of the richest guys in the world, you know, saying, you know, something broke that day, you know, just don't necessarily think that just because you got more means, means you're going to be happier. You know, the, the studies show that if you hit was uh, 74,000, it was 74,000, now it's up at like ninety. Well. If if we if what if you get up to ninety something thousand of income that you don't get that much more happy and it's called the marginal utility curve mm-hmm. uh, in economics you don't get that much more happy with extra income it's just well it's just like I got what I need and and I don't how many you know. Yeah, how many of this do I need? It's like, you know, how many cars do I need? Uh, you know, it's like I can't drive more than one car at a time, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that one time, I only need one. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, so you look at that and go, you know, I, I get to the point where, you know, I've gotten the stuff that I want, and then now I've got responsibility. Cause, and, you know, the, the level of assets that people have, you know, they get a high level of assets, and then all of a sudden they start to get a little bit antsy because they're, they're thinking, like, who is this? I could lose this. You know, and that's the, where the minds go.
1: Yeah, people don't realize that happiness comes from within and happiness comes from having a purpose. Hey, this is Paul
0: Winkler. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Investor Coaching Show. You want to learn more about what we do? Go to our website, paulwinkler.com. You can watch some of the videos there, and if you're not already a client, you can set up a free initial consultation. Until next time, I'm Paul Winkler, reminding you that I believe that more educated investors are more confident investors, and confident investors are more successful investors. Have a great one.